0: Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM.
1: So after the British referendum, the decision by the people, by nearly 52% to leave the European Union... One of the key figures in the campaign, Nigel Farage, came under fire for stating that it was a mistake to promise that £350 million a week would be spent on the National Health Service. Uh, and earlier this week, we saw him resign as leader of the UKIP party. Uh, also, we seen Boris Johnson back away from his reported ambitions to become Prime Minister. Let's speak with John Cray's parliamentary sketch writer for The Guardian newspaper. Good morning to you from Seoul good morning it seems from afar like a vacuum has opened up in the in the brexit campaign after winning the vote it's it's all a bit bizarre what what do you make of the recent uh, happenings post-referendum
0: well i think i mean it's not just in the leave camp um that there's a vacuum there's a vacuum throughout british politics um To say that um, everyone was surprised is a complete understatement. Uh, Vote Leave thought they were going to to lose and Vote Remain thought they were going to win. And so, I mean, the country is in uncharted waters and in many ways the everyday business of government has just come to a halt because nobody really knows who's in charge.
1: As for Nigel Farage, here you've got uh, a man who's associated with... uh right-wing politics who for years has been speaking about these issues and for years would apparently have welcomed uh, something like a Brexit from happening. And, and then when he finally realises the goal and you think he can kick on and become a more established political figure, he quits. How do we make sense of that? Um.
0: Well, if, I mean, this is a very peculiar British situation in that... The Leave campaign were running two different campaigns. There was the official Leave campaign, which was run by Boris Johnson and Michael Gove, two sort of right-wing conservatives, Mm. but sort of uh, more establishment figures. And then there was a breakaway group called Leave.eu, of which Nigel Farage and more more of the far-right of the Conservative Party were concerned. So, um, loosely speaking, I mean, there was never, I mean, Nigel Farage, remember, isn't a member of Parliament even. He's tried seven times to become a member of Parliament and has lost every time. And um, although he is an MEP, uh, that would not guarantee him any kind of negotiating power in uh, sort of Brexit government. It was always the the Brexit uh, ca- negotiating team was always going to come out of the Conservative Party, the uh, those who were on the lead mm. side. Um, and so in many ways, Nigel Farage had sort of reached a sort of apotheosis of his career and was for him going out on a high mm. i mean there were with nigel not though i mean nigel farage is a curious individual in that he has resigned three times as leader of ukip and has bounced back any number of times uh the last the most recent time was after the last general election when he stepped down uh, after lo- failing to win their um, seat in South Panic. And um, and then he was back in post 24 hours later. And even at his uh, standing down speech earlier this week on Monday, um, he was sort of leaving the door open by sort of threatening that if uh, the conservative Brexit negotiators didn't get what they want, Uh, or what he wanted, rather, then he would make another comeback. Um, This is a man who uh, who, who doesn't really obey the normal rules of politics.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, UKIP had that famous aspect of their campaign which uh, was hammering on the immigration issue, frankly. You had other voices, more articulate voices, that uh, drew far less attention. I'm thinking of the likes of Daniel... Hannan MEP. Uh, now, is there a possibility that we're going to face either a second referendum or a, a rethink of whether Britain will indeed exit the EU, considering you've got th- th- these big figures like Boris Johnson and, and Nigel Farage out of the immediate picture? Um,
0: it's as clear as mud right now. Um, I don't think there's any chance of having a second referendum. I don't think anyone would go through it. And I think it would cause even more bad blood and split the country even more than it has done in in any case. And so I think that whoever is in charge of the negotiations, I think Britain will leave the EU. Uh, What it's the terms on which Britain manages to leave the EU um, because I mean there is a there are sort of ways of finessing it so that uh, technically we could leave but if we were to still remain a member of the single market um, and to sign up to some kind of free movement of labour I mean we, it would in effect be a form of being part of the EU you know a, a, uh, retaining some of the benefits. But it's just not clear how much sway anybody's going to get. And also, I mean, negotiations are very much a two-way process. And I'm sure there are a lot of um, uh, countries within the EU who aren't feeling in the mood to do Britain any favours whatsoever. Mm. I mean, one, to punish us for go- for leaving, and second, because there is anti-EU feeling um, in countries such as France, Spain and Greece, anyway. And, um, you know... The-
1: well, yeah, that's a whole other dimension to this, so- that the EU might find itself in further, further chaos in any case. The, the thing is, if there was yeah, another referendum... And I mean- because we're short on time, I just want to ask you a quick question related to the claims that were made during the Brexit campaign. If there was another referendum, and I know that's very theoretical, would we see a very different tone, do you think, in, in terms of the Brexit campaigners? The fact that there were these figures thrown around like £350 million to be spent on the NHS and, and those sort of public services rather than being poured into the EU. Would, would those sort of claims have to disappear, do you think? Um,
0: well, they should have disappeared in the, in the time. I mean, time and again... Uh, Boris Johnson, the Vote Leave, were told that, the, you know, to take the £350 million off their bus because it was untrue. Um, it just wasn't a figure. We weren't paying that amount to the EU every week. Um, I, and it's, but, you know, he just left it up there because it was a good highlight-selling figure. I mean, um, the, the
1: reality was hundred and. Fifty odd was it? I, I don't remember the yeah. Exactly. It was about one
0: hundred and fifty million. But I mean, against this, I mean, what we have, I mean, I mean, just to show how bad it is in England, uh, the UK at the moment, um, you know, it was estimated that Britain's contribution to uh, the EU is about 10 billion, 12 billion possibly per year. Um, in the last twelve days. Uh, the fall in the, uh, gu- you know, in the state holding in British banks has been £15 billion. Um So we've already lost £3 billion quid's worth. I, I, we're already £3 billion pounds in 12 days worse off by leaving the e- EU than we would have been by staying in the EU and contributing towards the EU budget. Um, do, you,
1: do you think that a more united Brexit leadership might have lessen that blow, though? And, and, and do you think that a more united country could recover and emerge stronger eventually?
0: I mean, I don't... I mean, I think, yes, I mean, I don't think this is a fatal blow to the country and we will recover. But, um you know, the country has been, ever since the financial crash, has been through six years of austerity. And... You know, we have been. There's been a very gradual recovery over those six years, and in 12 days, we are now back to where we were in 2010. Um, In terms of sort of economic meltdown, our credit rating has been shredded by all the leading credit agencies. Um, The pound is tumbling against the dollar. It's down to 128. Um, Frankly, it's just not good news,
1: John Crace.
0: I mean, the real... Sorry?
1: Sorry to jump in, because we are out of time, but let me let you finish that sentence. The real...
0: Um, I think the real question is, would people vote the same way? I mean, I think because the uh, the vote leave was always saying, oh, the, you know, the Remain Camper is scaremongering, this threat of sort of economic, you know, um, sort of... Uh, Disintegration. And, you know, now that people have actually seen it happen, um, you know, it wasn't so much project fear as project facts. And so whether people would actually vote for that again if the referendum was rerun, which I don't think it will be, is another matter. I mean, you know, there's a yes. the lot of people who are now being termed it who are people who
1: are regretting having voted leave. John Crace, we do have to leave it there, but thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us. At a late time for you over there in the UK.
0: But not at all. Thanks very much for having me.
1: John Crace of The Guardian newspaper. Our email's open to you, EFM this morning, at gmail.com.